Yo, 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 what's good? This is Chairman, House of Barf. What's poppin'? Brand new whip just hopped in. What's happening? Yo, <clears throat> today, Juneteenth, 2023, it's approximately 9 a.m. No, it's approximately 9.20 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Just getting every seriously, literally, just kind of, literally just got up. Um, glad I woke up before the market, uh, got started. Um, I would say right now, uh, you know, screw anything right now. We'll just kind of just take a look and see at this market opening, see how everything's going. I hope everybody had a wonderful Father's Day weekend. Uh, if you're celebrating any birthdays, Gemini birthdays, I hope you're having a great time. Um, um, Gemini season only lasts... I think today's a, is tomorrow the last day, and then we'll be hopping into. Let me see what comes after um, Gemini season. I know for all you experts, you're like ah, so disturbs you so much. I don't know the the horoscopes. Believe it or not, I enjoy astrology. I really do. Like, um, so I was studying biology in school because uh, a piece of me did want to take a, a crack at you know the what I would consider like the the big three. Uh, what comes after Gemini season? According to Alert, Gemini, Cancer, Leo. Okay. So, is Gemini, Cancer, then Leo, Virgo? Oh, gosh. All, all the terrible ones. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, got, I got family and friends and all those. The Cancer, I know they're very... I think they're very emotional beings. Uh, the Leo the the head of everything uh and then the virgo uh m- mr or mrs have to be perfect in public can't ever um you know just kind of be outside of their character while in public so i'm i'm kidding though um so yeah let's just see uh but yeah took a stab at um you know you uh, the big 3 i would say never really took a stab at engineering but i would consider the big 3 to be uh, lawyer, doctor, engineer. So I took a stab at two of them. I took a stab at medicine. So I took biology one, got like, like barely passed, but I got like a B, I believe. I got to take a look and see, but I believe I got like a B. Um, but the way it first started off, it was bad. Like I first started the class off with like a D and then had to work my way up. Um, shout out to Prince George's Community College. I believe my uh, professor was from Trinidad. Real cool, uh, I believe, Trinidadian guy. Um, all I remember, he, he was funny, and he had slick back hair. Like, um, kind of like how, I guess, black men wore their hair back in, like, the 50s or, you know, during, I guess, the times of Motown and whatnot. Um, uh, so then uh, took a stab at biology, too, uh, which I believe is physiology and, and anatomy. I was in physiology and anatomy, biology two, for two weeks, and I I I was like, this is not me. I'm not into medicine that much. Uh, uh, I think there's like three layers to the skin. Um, not very interested in them. Uh, <laughs> it's it's it everything that you would think you know the name of, you don't know the name of it. Um. It it was not for me, so um, I went ahead and got out of that. Um, 
Um, if I haven't told you a story, uh, if you haven't heard it, uh, I'm, I'm getting ready to try to log in. I'm trying to hurry up before this bell goes off and, you know, in a few minutes, um, that, all right. So, um, uh, let me see. Sorry. Um, so then, uh, and I'm not trying to blame anyone, but somebody very close to me was like, Hey, you know so much about the legal system. Uh, you should really consider becoming a lawyer. And uh, I gotta, I gotta watch my mouth with this mic because the other day I guess I, I, I got it too moisturized and my phone wasn't charged for like two or three hours. Like I was like freaking out, only because I was like, is it gonna be like this for the rest of the, you know, until I get it? Girl, you standing right there looking. Bill collectors, they don't stop. I gotta get my money up. Uh, get get these bill collectors. They they're relentless. Uh, they didn't even stop over the weekend. Um. Oh. Is today a holiday? Because the markets aren't even. They got like, ooh, ooh, they got some loot. What, what is this? This is this is not CNBC I know. He has the largest trust fund in the family. And with Melissa guiding his life, he is living large. They have been on the QE2 cruise ship several times. Queen Elizabeth II. They now own Southampton. On the island of St. Martin. The excessive spending. Okay, they're showing American greed, and whoever they're talking about. Let me see. This guy was living a life. He was on a boat, butt naked, women, drinks. Michael Scripps. Wheelhouse. There were cases of that stuff sitting around, just sitting there. There was talk about. Wow, that guy looked like he was living his best life. Um, so let me check. I guess the markets are closed today in honor of Father's Day. I, I, I would hope so. It's like, nah. Um, oh, how dumb of me. Juneteenth now is recognized as a national holiday. Fantastic. Woo. Woo. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Wait, time out. I don't know. Like, I was wondering why everybody was home. I was like, yo, what are y'all doing home? I'm trying to create some content. I don't need y'all in my business. But that must have been it. Um, all right. Give me. I went to go. Uh, so a close relative of mine was um, asking if um, I could uh, take a look into the law. You know, and um, whether people to believe it or not, um some people probably say I wasn't taking it seriously. I was probably joking around. Um, that's the thing about when you're like, I guess, a, a party person, a party boy, um, or a party man. Um, that's one thing I say, man. You, these people need to stop referring to men as boys, and you know, you know, unless you're just like with the fellas, and you're like, "What's up, boys?" Uh, but regardless, uh, you know, everybody's just so quick to call men boys. But as a party man, when you succeed. It's like anything else in your life. When you succeed, everyone really looks at you like, wow, this guy, he can do it all. When you fail, everybody falls to low-hanging fruit. Uh, he wasn't really focused. He probably was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing about being a party boy is you understand that you really can't enjoy a good party unless you've also worked to enjoy that party. That's why you party so hard. Uh, this past weekend, I was kind of partying hard. I probably irritated some people. Uh, but, hey, uh, my 
real quick. Uh, so I went to law. I did I did not do very well on the LSAT. I took the LSAT, didn't do very well. Uh, so I took two stabs at it, and I really realized that it wasn't really for me. I did end up graduating with a criminal justice major, but that wasn't by choice. That was just me trying to hurry up and graduate so I could get to business and finance, because that's really what I was passionate about. Business and finance was one of those things that were kind of acknowledged as something that nobody really cares about. You know what I'm saying? Everybody who understands business and finance is good at business and finance, and everybody who doesn't won't. It's just one of those things. Forget business and finance. Pick up something that's like a doctor, lawyer, engineer. That's the way you want to go. Uh, all three of those routes is not the way I wanted to go. Um, if I could choose my perfect life, I would be an NBA basketball player. I would be playing trumpet in, uh, in an orchestra or a symphony. Uh, so... <laughs> Real quick, when I picked up the trumpet, I picked up the trumpet when I was young, probably like nine years old, something like that. And I played till probably like 16 or something, you know, uh, and and I was actually enjoyed it. I really, I really love trumpet. Being a black man and picking up the trumpet, everybody automatically assumes you love jazz music. I have a lot of family members who love jazz. Uh, one of my big jazz lovers uh, recently just passed away. Uh, huge into jazz. Uh, I can't remember them all, the Duke Ellington's, the... Uh, Ella Fitzgerald's, even names that I can't even name. Um, uh, uh, there's so many of them. I just remember the cassettes just lying around, the records uh, lying around. Um, yeah, uh, phew, man, I can't even name them all. But just big into jazz. So I pick up the trumpet, and everybody automatically thinks I'm a jazz person. They're like, oh, you're going to play jazz? And I was like, uh, in the back of my head, I'm like, uh, no. You know, I'm not thinking about no jazz. You know, all I want to play is in an orchestra. Like, um, I want to play in a symphony. You know what I'm saying? I want to wear a tuxedo. And I want to, I want to, uh, I want to have a composer. And I, I really, like, that's how I, I want to play. I want to play for, like, Disney movies, like Fantasia. And I want to do plays on Broadway. And I want to be on a symphony, like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like, a symphony. I don't even really know, like, any major symphonies. So, uh, be a basketball player. Be in an orchestra or a symphony, uh, and they may it may be the di- same thing. I believe they're different. Let me check real quick. I believe an orchestra you do like shows, like like Broadways and whatnot. And symphonies it's really just like it's like all brass or something. It's like you know what I'm saying you don't have. I, if I'm correct, you don't. I'm not sure you don't have all the instruments and whatnot. Um, what's the difference between an orchestra and a symphony? According to Symphony Nova Scotia. A symphony is a large-scale musical composition, usually with three or four movements. An orchestra is a group of musicians with a variety of instruments, which usually includes the violin family. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, so, yeah, when you go to a symphony, you won't see, like, all the instruments. You'll see just, like, a bunch of brass. Um, maybe you get some woodwinds or whatever. Um, and it's just beautiful. It's just good music. Um from that section. Uh, and I can't go into all of it because it's been so long since I've played in the orchestra. Orchestra, you're going to get a bunch of different, um, uh, uh, I'm going to say instruments, as well as um, an orchestra may not always get like the recognition. Like they could, there could be a play going on and let's say the orchestra is playing for the play or the, it could be a holiday party and the orchestra is playing. Uh, but orchestra is it's um 
I could be wrong. It's just more so like a, I would, symphonies are stories as well, but I would say orchestras are more so stories, um, holidays, um, the orchestra just played. Uh, if there, Let's say there's a movie going on. I'm just going to pick any movie. Like, let's say Beauty and the Beast is playing. You're going to have an orchestra who's, you know, going along with the story, uh, which I love. Like, this is what I want to do. And people tell me, man, you're not, it's not too late. You could pick it back up. I would love to go to Broadway and be with the orchestra. And I don't even think you can see the orchestra on Broadway because uh, they're sitting, I believe, so low. Um so that you can see the stage. But that's something I would like to do. Uh, Chan Man's perfect life. Be an NBA basketball player. Play in an orchestra for like a Broadway play. Travel travel the world to, you know, follow this play. Um, what else would it be? It would be that, that. Um, I think I'd be pretty good right there. I mean, of course, other things. I would love to travel more. Like Anthony Bourdain. I'm, uh and just try all different types of foods, um, you know, understand different cultures, uh, understand the different economic backgrounds. Um, yeah, that that would pretty much be it. And um, and of course, have some businesses. If I had to pick my perfect business that I, I would like, it would be restaurant. I would love to go into the restaurant industry. And uh, if I could, I would like to have two different restaurants. I would like to have the hole in the wall. Um, uh, you know, burgers, fries, milkshakes, uh, or malts, multi, whatever you want to call them. Uh, shit, I may even throw hot dogs in there. Burger, fries, hot dogs, and milkshakes. Uh, and then I would love to have an upper scale spot. Uh, if I had to choose the cuisine, it would not be soul food. I know everybody's like, I tell you, I'm like, I tell you, I lose my black card every other day. You know, <laughs> if I had to choose one. Uh, to do in an upper scale. I don't know all the uh, cuisines around the world. I don't. But I would want to do an upscale, probably like Italian restaurant, uh, uh, pasta, salads, wine. Um, I probably would want to do an upscale one of those. Um, what would make it upscale? Um, the quality of the food, uh, the quality of the wine. I was just listening to this guy talk about um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, uh, this guy was talking about, I think it was an upscale. I'm not sure what the restaurant was, the cuisine in the restaurant, but he was like, man, you got people who spend, um, hundreds of thousand dollars, uh, in one night spends, uh, let me see. I think they said like a hundred thousand, um, on wine. Let me see if I can find it. Um, if I find it, I'll play it for you. Uh, yeah, but that's that's more so where I would like to get to and um, and, and get authentic uh, Italian dishes. Everybody always says this. When you get food from other countries, that's not the authentic food. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, get the authentic dishes. Uh, and just everybody have come, have a great time. And, uh, yeah, but there's, there's more, if I could have the perfect life, there would be more to it, uh, other than playing basketball and, and being an orchestra, but that, that'd be the main gist and then traveling. Um, yeah, if I could, but yeah, the, as far as the big three, um, and then also I do what I'm pretty much doing now, not so much, you know, just rapping, 
You know, it's, it's not rhyming or, you know, there's not a beat in the background. But just uh, if I could, you know, get back to the community, you know, education or whatever I can do, uh, what I'm doing right now. Uh, so, um, yeah, the big three really went for me. Engineering, I didn't even give it a try. I uh, wasn't really that familiar with engineering. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, this weekend, uh, I'll go into Father's Day. Since it's a holiday, it's Juneteenth, uh, it's a holiday. Let me go ahead and just take a break. We'll just keep it real basic today. Uh, we'll figure this all out. Um, you know what it is. Chan Man, House of Bar. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? Good morning to anybody and everybody who decided to come by. Kick it with your man, Chan Man, on Juneteenth. Shout out to anybody that has a birthday today or a celebration going on. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Hit the pool. Stay cool. Yo, so the markets are closed today, which I'm so excited. Uh, don't know everything about Juneteenth. I do know uh, it was one of those days where it was one of the last days where the uh, slaves got uh, freed. Um, let's take a look into it. We're going to be rambling today. Uh, we'll go over the market a little bit. Um, we're not going to we're not going to stress out today. Let's just have a ball today. Uh, <clears throat> I will let you know that I haven't really been keeping up with the analytics as much uh, I, I skim over them real quick um because i've been trying to avoid the analytics so that i could just focus on the content if i focus on the if i focus on the content i can provide the best content that i can provide i know i'm not the most exciting i know it can be a bit monotone a bit dry uh we can work on that we can fix on that um i, I think with that we'll just take time more consistency more content um and then that way uh, hopefully the viewers can, or the listeners can realize that, yes, he's a very boring monotone guy, but also, uh, you can tell that he's trying to, uh, put in good, good meat on the bones. We want to get meat on the bones. Um, we don't want to just be bone dry. Uh, as far as the voice and everything, I think that will come over time, uh, with, uh, possibly getting my setup and eventually getting a, like a booth somewhere I can go into and talk freely. Because, uh, for example, every time I'm talking, uh, um, something happens. Like my phone got too much moisture in it last time. Uh, my Wi-Fi's been down. Um, uh, somebody's always around me. Every time I turn around, there's somebody just looking at me or just watching me. I'm like, oh shit, uh, I don't know what I just said. Because again, I do these in one take. I just hop on one take. So, and I usually log on or you know start the podcast even before I know anything I'm going to talk about. So uh, real quick, uh, today, just going to take it easy. Uh, not going to do too much. Let's see real quick. Um, I don't even have my paper or my pen or anything out. Uh, what is the Juneteenth celebration? According to PBS, for more than one and a half centuries, the Juneteenth holiday has been sacred to many black communities. It marks the day in 1865 enslaved people in Galveston. Texas found out they had been freed after the end of the Civil War and two years after President Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation. Okay, so uh, two years after uh, the Civil War and uh, don't get mad at me. When was the Emancipation Proclamation signed? January 1st, 1863. According to National Archives, President Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation on January 1st, 1863 announcing that all persons held as slaves within the rebellious areas are and henceforward shall be free. Okay. And everybody has their different reasons why that was signed. So I just wanted to verify that. So 1863 emancipation proclamation was signed. 
Various reasons everybody always wants to go to. White people still didn't like you, blackies. We just had to do it because we needed to go get some silk or something. I don't even get into all of it. I'm like, listen, all I care about is means to an end. That's all I care about. I don't give a damn if it was because Abraham Lincoln um, wanted to start working with the British on gathering silk or he thought too many young white American males were dying in this war and he just wanted to get uh, stopped. Whatever it was, I've said this before, I don't care what the means is, whatever gets you out of bed to do what you got to do, as long as we get to the end, what are we trying to what do we try? For example, I've used this one before losing weight, trying to get healthy. Okay. Uh, you're trying to do it for somebody that you love. You're trying to do it for uh, a job. You're trying to do it for own personal reasons. The only thing you got to do is you got to want it and we got to be consistent. We got to get it done. So happy, happy Juneteenth to anybody and everybody. Uh, we'll do some more research on Juneteenth. Uh, as we go throughout today, just have a ball. Um, hopefully you're spending time with the family, just having a good time. Uh, cause that's what it's all about. Uh, um, just getting together and gathering and just, you know, discussing everything that we went through, you know, just everything, you know, you know, that's the point of these holidays other than what people would consider just another economic, uh, you know, ben- you know, benefit for the, uh, for the, you know, economy, uh, every holiday, typically what do people go out and do buy a bunch of milk, eggs, bacon, beer, liquor, music, you know, and you know, we, I, I have never done the numbers. Let's do it real quick. Um, let's see. I don't even know what to ask. Um, how much money does a holiday make for the economy? According to CNBC, Tis the season to be spending. Holiday retail sales are predicted to soar as high as $960 billion, according to the National Retail Federation. In 2021, overall holiday spending reached a record $889 billion. Okay, so that's, um, let's see, that, uh, so essentially it looks like annually it's about $900 billion dollars. How much does the average family spend on a holiday? According to Stuffed Suitcase, plan to budget approximately $2,500 for one person, $3,700 for a couple, and $6,000 for a family of four for an international vacation. Of course, this will vary greatly depending on the destination and your hotel choices. Okay, and that was the article by Stuff Suitcase on January fifth, twenty twenty three. Now they're talking about holidays, and uh, they, I believe, uh, certain people call holidays vacations. But let's just use those numbers, okay? So you're throwing because uh, I, I, I kind of feel like those numbers are kind of about right. Like when you throw a party, um, you know, uh, I would say a small gathering. Uh, even a small gathering by, I would say small gathering somewhere between, uh, Mm -hmm. let's say, let's say like 20 people to about 40, 50 people. Um, not knocking. If if you have an event for 40 people and that's all the people you know in the world, that's fine. That's, that's a large event. 
but I'm, I'm just going off on a different scale. So I don't know what a large event is. I don't know like what, what's the largest party someone's ever had. I would have to ask like the Prince of Dubai or I'd have to ask the Tsar of Russia or, or, or P. Diddy. You know, I don't know how P. Diddy gets himself in that category. Uh, but yeah, like, um, like what's the most amount of people you had at your party? Uh, I can imagine, uh, you know, if you were like the Tsar of Russia, and uh, I heard back in the day, like Russia used to have this, it like their their holiday. It was like a Russia holiday, and this was the day for the Tsar to give back to the people. And it was a party. There was amusements, parks, or you know whatever. And uh, I'm pretty sure the whole damn near country of Russia would show up, you know. So, but let's just say you're in your house, you're throwing an event. Let's say about you know ten people, right? You and uh, let's say 10 other people. So we're at about 11 people, a couple other people come by. So let's say about 20 people come up and that, that could be easy. One couple with four kids, that's six people right there. Another couple, four kids, six, uh, that's 12 people right there. You, your spouse, that's, you know, uh, 14 people. So yeah, about 20 people. All right. I would say that's approximately about $2,500. Um, no, let, here now let's see real quick i'm I'm gonna try to ask another question because they were talking about vacation uh but let me let me see if um let's just call it a, a party or something how much does the average family spend on each party okay so it's a little different let's see um they say on average the American family probably spends about $1,500. I'm looking at this one article. Uh, let me see. I'm not sure. Um, let me see. How much should I spend on a party? Oh, my goodness. Uh, what I'm looking at, I'm looking at New York Post. Article written back in 2019, approximately partying should cost about $1,500 a year, $250 for a small party. Okay. Okay. All right. Some of these articles are written back in 2018. Like, um, I'm seeing people throw parties for $300. Um... The reason why I say a party is because when I say holiday, uh, that's how much the family should spend. But what I'm trying to get at is like, um, how much, like, does I, I kind of got off track? Um, so we got to about nine hundred billion. Um, let's just take nine hundred billion and divide it by uh, three hundred and thirty-four million. Uh, so. It's, and see how much people spend uh, annually. Uh, let's see real quick. I'm just going to do 900 billion. Is that 100,000 million billion? 900 billion divided by 300. I'm going to do 30 million because if I'm correct, that's how many people are in the United States. All right. So, yeah, wow. Annually, people spend about. $2,700 um, on on holidays. And then I'm going to divide that by 12 and just say like a month. 
Okay, a month, people spend about $227 a holiday. The way I got that was um, I asked uh, CNBC uh, approximately how much does a family's, uh, how much do holidays generate for the the economy in America? They said somewhere, they, they gave a, a big number, somewhere between like $889 billion to like $960 billion. So then I took the $960 billion and divided it by $330 million, which there's approximately $330 American civilians. Um, so then um, that would probably give me the annual amount, which was approximately $2,700, now divided by 12, and then it came up to about, I would say, let's just round it up to $300. So a month, people spend approximately about $300 a month on partying, on, on holidays. Okay, so... Juneteenth, Mother's Day, uh, whatever it is. Now, whoo, me, whoo. I'd have to say I probably spent about, whoo, I'm going to say like two grand a month. Let me see. I probably spent like 300 a week on, on partying. Um, so I'm going to take $300 times that by four. Makes that twelve hundred times that by twelve, so I spend about fourteen thousand dollars a year just on partying. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm getting to this. It's like that's why I, I tell you, <laughs> I get my stuff together. You know, um, like not even that I'm always throwing the party or anything, but also gifts, cards. I probably spend a hundred a week just on cards, and those go straight in the trash. Then you put a gift card inside of it. Every day it's somebody's birthday. Every day it's somebody's birthday. So I'm always like getting a card, getting a gift card, and sending it to them. That's just that. Uh, and then having friends and family over to cook and grill. I was going to grill yesterday. Didn't end up uh, grilling yesterday. Um, I ended up really just buying a couple of pizzas. Um, so, yeah, uh, just went over that real quick. I've uh, been talking for about 13 minutes. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Again, it's just going to be an easy day. Uh, we'll, I guess we can kind of just get into, you know, what's going on uh, with Chan Man. Um, you know, yesterday was Father's Day. Hey, let's take a quick break real quick. This is Chan Man House of Barf. All right, all right. A toast to the groom, to the groom, to the groom, to the bride. I'm sorry. That whenever. All right, all right, all right. Uh, it just it, it makes me think of that. Um all right, so real quick, uh, since we're taking it easy today, uh, it's a holiday. It's Monday, but it's a holiday. So essentially, you know, it's a Sunday. But yeah, we'll get into the market and everything and just trying to kind of catch up on what's going on. Uh, American Greed is on CNBC right now. I'm uh, pretty sure even on Fox Business, it's probably a bunch of commercials about, um, I don't know, gold and silver or some vacuum cleaner, probably infomercials. Um, but we'll catch up on the market, see what's going on, interest rates, inflation. Everybody is going through it. Uh, but yeah, again, I just like to have, you know, you know, random moments where it's like, hey, you know, we'll just get into Chan Man. Uh, so again, that, you know, uh, it, there's a little bit of personal uh, with, uh, because again, you don't really see my face other than that picture I posted, uh, <laughs> you know, as the background. Uh, you really can't get in to understand who Chan Man is if you don't really know who he is. Um 
I have been taking a glance at the analytics. Uh, I, I took it easy from looking at the analytics because, again, I don't want that to affect my content creating. Uh, but I have noticed that I'm up to approximately 150 spins. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm just a few more away, uh, but I'm right there at approximately about 150 spins. Um, I'm at approximately 50%, half the way of, I guess, being able to... Um, participate in this advertisement program with Spotify. Once those advertisements start happening, uh, that's when things start going downhill. The quality goes downhill because every now and then you're going to get this this random. All right. And this uh, episode is sponsored by uh, uh, Tidex. You have any issues with termites in your ass? All right. Well, we're going to help you with Tidex. This is going to be able to get those termites from right up under you. I know I've been there before. You ever step outside and you have a bunch of termites just swarming around and it's freaking you out. And you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it's basically going to be. And it's going to be random. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they, what they ask is, uh, and look, I, I really do like just two things. I, I try to be transparent for one aspect. And on the other end, also, I'm just uh, trying to, um, let you know kind of how it all works, how it all goes down. And I, and I don't even know the ins and outs. Uh, I heard Brandon Marshall talking about selling his podcast. Um, shit, I'd have to own this one first. Um, and then two, um, I'm pretty sure there's sponsorships or whatever. I, I haven't got any of those. Well, the advertisements I can see being sponsors. Um, yeah, those are the sponsors. Uh, I consider those advertisements. Uh, the advertisements are when they give you like a script and um, I would consider sponsors uh, the people who don't really get recognition uh, they, other than like an advertisement. I guess, so, okay, the sponsors and then also if you just completely sell uh, the podcast. So um, it's crazy because I've created probably about 30 episodes, approximately about 35 episodes. Uh, and I'm only 50% away uh, from being able to... Um, uh, possibly get an advertisement. So that means I'm gonna have to create probably about 30 more episodes before I qualify to get an advertisement. Um, and if I, you know, post daily, then hopefully, uh, probably sometime, uh, next month or August, uh, possibly will have hopefully my first advertisement and the first advertisements are always the weakest ones. Now, once that first advertisement comes in, then the other advertisements follow like like they start blasting it and every day uh you'll get emails or they'll even try to reach out to you possibly they may even be able to reach out to me through spotify somehow um or just say like hey you know um you know we we've been listening if you want to go ahead and make yourself and seriously it'll start off probably one cents 25 cents 17 cents uh, per, they'll do something like, um, we'll give you 10 cents per, let's say hundred spins per episode. My episodes are not getting nowhere near a hundred spins right now. Again, I'm exclusively on Spotify right now. So I started a random, uh, podcast or a conversation. I like to call it a conversation cause I do eventually want to get the, the surveys and the polls up. Uh, don't really want to just call it a podcast because essentially it is what it is. I, I got a mic. I'm speaking to you. You're listening. Uh, but I, eventually we're going to get the interactions. We're going to get we're, seriously. We're going to get everything right. Still going to keep it house of bar. Still going to keep it, um, you know, uh, basic. 
Um, not going to try to, um, not going to try to get, uh, for lack of better words, not going to try to get white famous. I'm not going to try to be Logan Paul, not going to try to be Joe Rogan, not going to try to have the whole setup. I mean, cause eventually all that shit's just going to get dry and you could essentially just move anybody in whatever chair. I, I mean, if I had to say, let's, let's, let's take mad money by Jim Cramer meets, uh, drink champs, million dollars worth of game, um, breakfast club. You know what I'm saying? I, I still want it to be fun. That's another thing is I don't even really have the sound engineer, everything to kind of just make this fun, but also uh, touching on business accounting and finance. Um, so, yeah, um, haven't really been paying attention to the analytics, but I took a quick skim just to see what's going on. And I was excited to see that I'm getting up to approximately 150 spins. Now, I listen to the episodes occasionally uh, to just see what's kind of going on, just kind of see what episodes that people prefer, what episodes that people not prefer. Um, so, yeah, that's just to kind of say, OK, um, just to see in off topic. Um, let's just see what's going on in the city. Um, I did. I did notice that the Bowie Bay Sox were playing uh, this um this weekend, uh, I did not go. I heard it was amazing. I heard the fireworks were amazing. It was fun. It was sh- nice, short, and sweet. Uh, and that's one thing I heard about baseball now. People are trying to make uh, baseball nice, short, and sweet these days. Uh, but, yeah, let's take a quick look at the Bowie Bay Sox. Um, let's see what happened this past weekend. Uh, I, and they may even play again today. Um, all right, what's today? June 19th. Uh, so on the 18th, um, the Bowie Bay Sox lost, uh, six to 10 to Richmond. And then on the 17th, they lost on Saturday to Richmond. I mean, they won against Richmond four to three is, is the only team the Bay Sox play Richmond. Um, it looks like they played Richmond a lot. Uh, and let's see today they're off and then tomorrow, Around 6 p.m., they play Altoona. And then they play Altoona the whole week. So I guess there's only like three teams in, in, in uh, semi-pros. Uh, so uh, let's see. So they played Richmond like all week. Okay, so they won on the 13th, lost on the 14th. Yeah, let me see. Uh, advertisement just popped up. Um, won on the 15th, won on the 16th, won on the 17th, lost. So yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, wait, no, one, two, three, four. One, four, lost two. So I would say they won that series. Uh, so shout out to the Bay Sox. Um, let's just see other sports. Like this is the time in sports where I really don't pay attention much. And again, this is barf. I'm not going to be reporting sports news. Just kind of seeing what's going on in the world. Uh, 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 it looks like uh, we're still talking about Victor. Uh, Wimbanayama. Um, um, looks like uh, Whitham Clark, uh, I guess, won the U.S. Open. Um, they're talking about NFL rookies. Um, mm, okay, so uh, this is the time for me. Uh, I think it's mainly golf and tennis right now. Uh, I, I, I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but it's just it's just not my uh, thing I'm really not into golf or tennis. Um, I did tell my boy that you know I'd play tennis with him, 
um, um, in a couple of days because uh, he likes to play tennis. Um, uh, doesn't look like too much is going on. I uh, haven't heard any crazy news. Um, yeah, so uh, I'll just go ahead and just, again, chat just a little bit more. Uh, nothing too much. Um, and I don't see nothing too crazy right now. Uh, let me go to CNBC.com uh, and just kind of see like what's going on. Uh, she tells Blicken in high-stakes meeting, world needs stable U.S.-China relations. Yes. Can I agree with that? Fuck yeah. Come on, dude. Say some shit that we really need to hear. What are you going to do to build the relationship between the United States and China? Because as far as I've seen, for some reason, every day I wake up, all I hear is China-Russia, I mean, China-U.S. Uh, war. And it's not fighting war. It's like an economic war. So, um, you know, you know what? She, what are you and your people going to do to uh, make this relationship? Let's let's see if, if he touches on that at all. Um, this is an article by uh, Sam Meredith uh, and Matt Clinch. Uh, I'm just going to read some of the key points here. Let me. This is this is politics. It's not even something I'm supposed to be talking about. She tells Blinken in high stakes meeting. World needs stable U.S.-China relations. Published Monday, June 19th, 20233, 40 a.m. EDT updated two hours ago. Sam Meredith at Smeredith 19. Matt Clinch at Matt Clinch 81. Share. Key points. Blinken said U.S. President Joe Biden had asked him to travel to China because he believes the United States and China have an obligation to responsibly manage our relationship. A meeting with Xi had not been confirmed before Blinken arrived in Beijing and will likely be seen as a positive sign that talks are going well. It is expected that Blinken's visit to China could pave the way for a November meeting between Biden and Xi. Man, don't be planning on meeting out that far. For me, if you want to talk, let's talk. Okay, I'm not. What is it? July. You want to plan a meeting in November? So, I have a meeting coming up that I scheduled with somebody. Uh, I scheduled that in April, and they're like, "Can we talk in August?" And I'm like, "Dude, it's about something I was angry about." And I was like, "I don't want to talk about it right now because I may be getting some people involved, and I don't know if this is going to be bigger." They may throw it straight out the window. Um, you know. Uh, but they may actually engage and we may actually be uh, pursuing some stuff. Uh, so I don't want to talk about it too much until uh, it's all over and done with. Um, it sounds like she just gave a, a bunch of. Um, I'm, I'm just skimming the article. It seems like uh, she just gave um, very open ended answer saying that he, he believes that. That like I'm looking at this one statement real quick that he um he made uh so we heard what he said in the headline but let's let's see she U.S. Secretary of State Antony Bl- she added that whether the two countries can find the right way to get along bears on the future and destiny of humanity yeah. humanity. I hope that, through this visit, Mr. Secretary, 
you will make more positive contributions to stabilizing China-U.S. relations. The Chinese leader said in a video carried by Chinese state television outlet CCTV, following candid and in-depth discussions between the two officials that led to progress and agreement on some undetailed specific issues. Okay, so they didn't really... I got this thing named Cortana that pops up on my computer just whenever it wants, and it's very uncomfortable. Um, and, and Google does it on my uh, phone as well. Um, um, so here, we're just going to go to the head. I just, I was skimming the article, but let's go to the, um, to the top of the article real quick. Dot S, Secretary of State Antony Blinken on Monday ended a high stakes visit to Beijing with an unexpected meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping. The latter stressed the importance of steady relations between the two nations after a period of simmering tensions. During the meeting at the Diao Yutai State Guesthouse, which lasted 35 minutes, according to the U.S. State Department, she said that the world needed a generally stable China-U.S. relationship, according to a translated readout from China's foreign ministry. Okay. All right. So I would be interested in hearing what steps are we going to take um, to... Um, amicably build this relationship between uh let's just see the last little bit they may have put in this article the high-level diplomatic engagements between washington and beijing come as several business leaders have embarked on visits to china in recent months including tesla and spacex ceo elon musk jp morgan ceo jamie diamond and apple ceo tim cook China she held talks with Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates last week, saying he hoped the friendship between the people of China and the U.S. would continue. I often say that the foundation of China-U.S. relations lies in the people. We always place our hopes on the American people and hope that the friendship between the two peoples will continue, she said on Friday, according to CCTV. She also told Gates he is the first American friend that he'd met in Beijing this year. Okay, so I've been talking for about fifteen minutes. Um, do I think the relationship between China, you know me, I'm Mr. Kumbaya. You know what I'm saying? I'm dead ass on that too. I think we really as I said, I always think there's gonna be conflict. Conflict is a part of life. I, I always use the example of what does that baby do when it's coming out of that womb? That thing is fighting to get out of there. Just imagine you breathing and then something's like holding your breath. Has anybody ever done that to you when you sleep? People used to do it to me all the time. I have siblings, and even my own pop would do it sometimes. And I would do it to them. Uh, what you do is you hold their nose in their mouth <laughs> when they're asleep and just watch them squirm. Um, like, that baby is fighting. They're squirming to get out of that womb. They're like, yo, they got to get out. What the hell is going on here? They're in, and, and they're they're fighting unless it's a c-section or whatever you know what i'm saying uh and you know i'm just saying so they're fighting to get out of that womb they pull out and the next thing what do they do usually they start crying if it was such a joyous experience and i, I know i'm sure there's different reasons why they're crying their airways are just opening up it's a different environment you know what i'm saying um all these different lights and everything um that too but also they just got out of a fight Fight for their life. Uh, according to them, they were just chilling, eating, 
you know, depending on the mom's habits, smoking, having a drink. You know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I hope not. They say that can lead to a lot of uh, deficiencies in the baby and in the the mother as well. Um, but, you know, that baby was chilling. So there's always going to be conflict. Conflict is what we know since the day we were boring, born until the day we're going to die. We're going to have conflict. So that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we can also work together. Okay, like, for example, I know that the relationship between the U.S. and China can work. Why? Because I grew up in a black community. I would say I would say it's a majority white community uh, based off the demographics. I think the Caucasians still are probably 60 percent, even in, in Prince George's. Okay, white people haven't moved out of Prince George's. Matter of fact, they may have moved out and then. um because you got to remember, Caucasians, you know, they can be very stereotypical sometimes. And that was a stereotypical comment. But they can. There's, there's a saying sometimes that when black people move in, the neighborhood goes kaput, goes to shit, right? So white Caucasians move out of Prince George's, I would say around 19, let's say 1996 or something, before I got here, okay, 1999. Okay, Caucasians are moving out. More black people are moving into Prince George's. They're moving into cities that were probably more dominated by um, uh, Caucasians. So Caucasians say, you know what? Let's pick up and move. Okay, and I'm not trying to be rude or anything. Typically, when uh, I would say the Caucasians get up and move, typically you're also going to see a population of possibly the um, I would say I, I look slap me. If you want to, I would say the Asians are going to start trying to pick up and move, possibly even the Latinos. They're going to start picking. They're going to try to without making it seem like I don't want to get into race and everything in the sense of people say, well, what do you think? We're just some model minority. Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. People equivalent Caucasians with safety, cleanliness. All these different things. So you're thinking in your head, we want less crime. We want we want everything to be clean. We want whatever it is people think. See, I don't think these things because, um, you know, I'm I'm not in those cliques. I'm not around those circles. You know what I'm saying? Of people who have those conversations. Uh, so I don't even know how true what I'm saying is. Okay, this is just me speculating. I told you, this is a holiday. I'm just talking. This is where I lose everybody because they're just like, oh, fuck. Okay, so... These people decide, so out here, let's just say they move to a different county. They move to Anne Arundel County. They move to, I don't know, um, uh, they move to Montgomery County. They may decide that they want to go out a little further and may want to move to like a Calvert County or a Howard County. Um, and, and, and they move out. So this is what also happens, okay? Um, the, one, they realize, damn, how far commutes are. Okay, it's like you move to the DMV to move an hour outside the DMV and you're not living the DMV life. You could essentially, no offense, you could be in fucking Kansas for all this, for all, you know, you don't need to be, you know what I'm saying? You So you do want to have a sense to have that quietness, that privacy. Maybe you're trying to operate a farm. Maybe you're trying to do something out there. So you want to do that as well. Um, maybe it's schools or something. But then you also do want the DMV lifestyle. What's the point? Because believe it or not, Everything eventually runs through D.C. It may not be, you know, how it is in, in Trinidad or how it is in New York or how it is in Canada or how it is in uh, Washington State or California or Peru, whatever it is. It may not be as authentic, 
you may say, yeah, we had um, uh, some Puerto Rican festival in D.C., uh, but that's not the real one. You got to go experience the one in New York or Canada or 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 Puerto Rico or something like that. And um, it could be a play, a movie, whatever. Um, yes, but eventually everything's going to run through D.C. Now, you just lived in Prince George's County. One thing people don't understand about living in Prince George's County, this shit is crazy. I can literally get to v- Northern VA in 30 minutes. I can get to Baltimore in 30 minutes. I can get to Pennsylvania two and a half hours. I can get to New York three and a half hours. I can get to D.C., 20, 30 minutes. It, it, it's, it's a crazy place to be. And um, um, when you kind of move away from that and you're still in the area, that, that sucks. Even if you go to Moco, uh, Montgomery County, you're still 45, 50 minutes away from everything. You know, and, and that's a little bit of a chop when it was just 25. You're like, oh, man, the extra 25 minutes. I mean, when, when you've been out all day, you know, 20 minute drive home, you know, from the city, not bad. 50 minute, 55 minute drive home. It's like, uh, you hit that first 25 and then you're like, all right, I hit this checkpoint next 25. You know what I'm saying? So besides that, then you also realize that all blacks that you see on television, I could be wrong, but I could say possibly I know that there's Caucasian women that say I've dated black men. I know there's black uh, men that say I've dated white women or whatever, or um, probably even, uh, you know, I don't know, gay relationships, whatever. There's interracial relationships. I get it. But I would say for a lot of people, their conceptions of races, for example, like blacks, is either one or two things. Either they grew up around blacks or it's a lot dealing with music and movies because uh, they're really not near the black community. The schools, the high schools they go to, predominantly all white. Uh, elementary schools, predominantly all Caucasian or Asian or Latino. Um, college they went to, predominantly. That's probably where they're going to start trickling into a couple, maybe college. Definitely the workforce. Even the workforce, depending on where they get a job at, could be predominantly all Caucasian, Asian, Latino, or any other group. Um, so they start noticing in Prince George's County, these blacks were not only, um, uh, you, you, I mean, you hear how every group has like a, a term, uh, but for, for, uh, people of color, the blacks, you know, <laughs> whatever. Okay. So they noticed that the people in Prince George's were net worth was increasing. The net worth of the blacks in Prince George's County was increasing, not only increasing, increasing higher than their net worth. Now the family that just left, Caucasian family that just left, net worth was two hundred and fifty k. All right, let's shit. Let's just go up even a little higher. They they were worth five hundred k when they left back in two thousand, uh, whatever twenty years ago. You know, um, they were fi- you know worth approximately five hundred thousand dollars. Not uh, yeah, uh, somewhere around that. Uh, uh, that could be a little bit high, but right there. Now, the blacks move in, right? Now, the blacks' net worth over the course of the last ten years or whatever is now one million. The Caucasian family that moved out net worth now is worth let's say seven hundred and fifty thousand. 
right? They the the blacks are you know and and black trust me, the black community is noticing it with the other groups as well. Okay, they're noticing. Uh, we're noticing. Uh, I'm not saying we, but you know, some Latinos. Latinos' net worth is creeping up substantially, and they're starting to buy the homes and everything right next door to you. You know, and um, and it's not a it's not a problem at all. That's what I'm trying to get into. I do believe that the U.S. China relationship can work. So, um, Caucasians say, "Oh gosh, wow. Let's let's just go back to Prince George's and see what it looks like." All right, because we hear it's hood and it's ghetto, right? We've seen the Kevin Durant documentary. He was from Sea Pleasant. It was hood out there, yeah. So then you notice that, oh wow, the city is growing. Not only, not and not only um, did the the family's net worth rise, the city is rising. They're building real estate everywhere. They're building up whatever, whatever it is: new schools, new homes, new malls. Um, it was like, oh, wow, Prince George's is like, not only, it's not the same, it progressed. You know what I'm saying? Um, so then you start noticing, you know, uh, communities coming back to Prince George's. Okay? Now, they're buying up the homes uh, from, um, you know, the blacks and the Latinos. Because uh, the blacks and Latinos are like, yeah, we did really well. We made a bunch of money. Uh, we're getting older. It's getting harder to maintain. And this is what's really great. This is why I say relationships can work. I know Mr. Kumbaya. Relationships can work because um, you, you like, I don't want to open a neighborhood of a bunch of, no offense, old-ass black people. You know what I'm saying? We don't want that because these old Black, you got, you got to like, it's like water. You got to keep water running. If it doesn't run, it's going to get stale and dirty and dry. And that's why we have a bunch of neighborhoods that probably went downhill. It's because we didn't have no transition of the young blacks. Because you got to remember the young blacks couldn't afford the houses from the older blacks. You know what I'm saying? It like it, So you kind of need other groups to kind of help out. We all need to work together if we want to keep these communities nice and clean and everything. And 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 I'm just, you know, sticking up for black people. Black people get such a bad rap. It's such a bad rap. That's why essentially if I could say, I would say blacks have a reason why they don't want to really interact with any other groups. It, it kind of just you want to be able to go to the grocery store in peace. You know what I'm saying? You want to it's and don't quote me. I'm not talking segregation, but what I'm saying is literally blacks and I'm throwing a pity party. All right. Another party. So I may need to get my three grand ready, but blacks get beat up by every other group. You know, certain groups may get beat up by another group. I don't know if the Koreans may want to fight the, uh, I don't know, Japanese or the Chinese, or maybe Germans don't like Jews or, you know, they have their, their spats, their tiffs, but, Blacks, I mean, it's almost the bud of every joke. Make fun of blacks. If we could, if we could eliminate uh, any race, which one should it be? Everybody probably start snickering. Snickering. It, it could be Indians. It could be whites. It could be uh, Asians. Every Latinos. They probably all would start snickering. What race should we get rid of? You know what I'm saying? It, it, you know, at any point, you're always the bud of all the jokes, all the harassment, all the attacks. All the influence for crack in, in, in the system, all the influence for the guns, liquor, everything goes through your community. Everything. And 
How many times being black are you in public? Motherfuckers want to be just like you, right? But you can't do anything. The way you say something, yeah, I'm fixing to go ahead and go to uh, this party. Fixing? You're fixing to go to something. You know what I'm saying? Like, Or just the way you talk, the way you walk, the way you carry yourself. Always being made fun of. You know, you're always the butt of every joke. And you know it's race-related because people really can't come up with any other jokes. People are really not that funny, you know? Which is a terrible thing, being an adult and people not being that funny. Everything with blacks almost comes down to race-related. You know what I'm saying? Like, they always got to crack a joke about the way blacks do things. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, everyone is trying to, no offense, become more cultural or ethnic or black. Because eventually, that life gets bland. When you're not, when you're not out there having fun and partying and everything, man, I went to, some, I went to a couple events this weekend, I'll, uh, I'll get into my weekend. It wasn't, it was nothing special, but with people coming back to Prince George's County. Okay. Now, um, it's maintaining younger, I see them, younger Caucasian couples are moving back to, uh, uh, Prince George's. Um, um, this was what was crazy. This is why, okay. And I'm going to Latinos, uh, they're, they're staying in Prince George's County as well. Uh, there's a lot of shops that are now like just Spanish. The, um, the, the store, everything is written in Spanish, everything like we, we need this. Um, and okay. As far as U S and China, now I'm just going to speak about Asians in general. Um, I'm not sure if it's uh, just Chinese, but Asians in general, you live in a black community. There's a huge relationship between blacks and Asians. Um, Huge relationship. Um, I don't even know what it is. It, it back in the day, Asians, in my personal opinion, would not stay in black communities. It was funny. It was like as soon as the sun came up, Asians were there. As soon as the sun went down, you're like, where did all the Asians go? I mean, like during the day, there's Asians everywhere. It, this is more so my observation in like the black community. Okay. If I people hate what I'm saying, I'm, I apologize. Um, this is just my observation. There's no stats behind it or anything. So that I would say that was probably about 10, 15 years ago. And I even remember people saying, oh, I would tell, I, I would tell people this. Um, and they'll say, oh, you live with a bunch of Chinese people. And I'm like, what? <laughs> They're like, yeah, the way you just described it. You say, so during the day, they open up their shops. They, they That's really the only time. The Asian people are in that community, and then you say at night they're gone. You don't notice them. You know you don't see them. That sounds like Chinese to me. Uh, and I would tell my buddies this, and and if I and not that it matters, but if I could say these were people of Asian background, that's why I kind of was asking, what is it about Asian people and, and blacks? Like you've made the correlation that blacks have the money, right? Uh, because every shop is almost Asian owned. Every shop in black communities are basically Asian owned. That's why I say there's this great relationship uh, with blacks and Asians. Um, I guess, I guess specifically Chinese. Um, So recently I would say in the last five years, I've noticed Asians are moving into Prince George's. So now it's not just the shops open. uh, Asians are, you know, running the shops I mean, everything, your, your liquor stores, your, you know, um, maybe not grocery stores, but even some grocery stores, 
uh, yeah, at grocery stores, um, you know, the hair supply stores, of course, uh, restaurants, a lot of things are Asian ran. Um, what I'm noticing is now at night, walking around, going out, driving around, there's a lot of Asian people in the community now, which I think is a great thing. Okay. And it's, it's kind of messed up. It kind of feels messed up when it's like, we can just use you for your money. That's where I think our relationship kind of falls apart is black people want to be accepted. That's one thing I've noticed about, no offense, about people, minorities of, of color, uh, mainly black. Blacks want to be accepted. Okay. So blacks are willing to spend three times the amount, in my personal opinion, just to get into the party. I'm like, and it's just because they want everybody to have a great time. Because when you know what it's like to be ostracized, sometimes you don't even, you don't want that for anybody else. Blacks are not people, in my personal opinion, who would like torture somebody, you know what I'm saying? And torture somebody again and again over that. They may do it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they're like, hey, man, you, you you fucked my sister or you fucked my mom or you stole my money and tortured a guy or the woman, you know, and then realize that was not cool, you know, and I would say blacks would move on. We'd say, OK, we got to find a different way um, to handle this. Um, and I do think sometimes blacks kind of get the way that they do things from other groups. They say, oh, yeah, back in, I don't know, let's just say the Latinos say, back in our country, we cut people's arms off all day. That's something we do. Or if the Caucasian community says, oh, yeah, we waterboard or whatever people all day. Um, or the Asian community says, oh, yeah, uh, back back in at home, uh, we, you know, cut, shoot people up all day. So I think sometimes the blacks, not all blacks, because seriously, we did have some epic leaders. Um uh, and in that community, we have, you know, the Bumpy Johnsons, the Frank Lucases, the, um, uh, the Ray, uh, Rayful Edmonds. I can't think of any women right now, but trust me, there's even women who have ran that game as well. Um, so I know blacks, we have our own ways of handling things, but I do think sometimes it comes from influence as well. I could be wrong. Uh, probably am wrong. Um, uh, so uh, I would say blacks really, they want everybody to like, we, they, we, blacks would try to do anything in my personal opinion and anything to do to exclude all that negativity and ostracize all that. Um, I think that comes from influence from other groups. For example, the RSVP, I really think black people, I could be wrong about this, start RSVPing because it happened to them. They went to a Caucasian party and it was like, yeah. And it was like, did you RSVP? And it was like, oh no. And then blacks were like, oh, well, I want to have an exclusive event. I'm going to make everybody RSVP. And yes, I get it. Uh, you know, that lets you know how many people uh, are going to show up and how much stuff you need to get and blah, 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 blah. No, I think it's because you want to start now being this top tier exclusive party planner or event planner and you want everybody to rsvp that's bullshit invite who you want to invite and cook enough food for everybody you invite it and guarantee you 10 percent of those people are going to show up you invite 40 people just go with probably about four to about 14 people are going to show up cook for 40 buy drinks for 40 and then just hang out and chill and have a good time if you have too much left over eat the leftovers or drop some plates off you know, at family and friends' houses or to the homeless 
whatever, you know, it, it would all work out. Um, so yeah, I, I do think that, um, I could be wrong that blacks are willing to put up the extra bread to have a good community to have, because we understand that everybody thinks so their perception of us is so bad, you know, that it's like, can we live? And blacks, I do not think have an attachment to money. I do think there is a sense of money's nothing but a tool. Nothing, money's nothing but evil. Mm-hmm. Or it will make you do evil things. Okay, so blacks don't really have, in my personal opinion, this super attachment to money. Hence, the parties, the fashion, the um, everything that's going on in their life. You know, they uh, blacks are willing to spend their money. You know, so in order to get into the party, everybody live and have a great time. Um, blacks are willing to spend, you know, that's why interest rates, what Caucasian couple comes to the same house, they get a three, 4% interest rate. Blacks will get what? A 16% interest rate. You know, it's so, but blacks are like, you know what? Look, just everybody, we want to be in this community. We want to, you know, build a new life for ourselves. It really wasn't working well in, you know, Detroit or it wasn't really working well in Chicago now let's we want to start a new beginning and yeah we got cracked over the score with a 16 percent interest but guess what if we get the principal down that interest rate won't matter anyways and blacks they go to work they start to work and they try to participate in society in the economy so with noticing that more asians are sticking around i would say the relationship between the asians and the blacks is becoming an amazing relationship for the ones that stick around. Now, if you decide that you're going to drive off to Montgomery County or Anne Arundel County or whatever, Calvert County, Howard County, or Queens, whatever it is, County, uh, you know, you go to all these different counties and, you know, you'll never get the experience with the blacks. You know what I'm saying? But if you stick around, hang out, you'll start to realize, like, okay, this relationship can really begin to work. Blacks really aren't worried about anybody. You know, we got our own stuff going on. We're trying to build our own businesses. We're trying to get back to, no offense, Chocolate City, where people can go to a black bank, go to a black broker dealer, go to a black real estate agent, go to a black car dealership, go to a black grocery store, black barbershop, black hair care products, black owned clothing shop. We're trying to get back to that. We're not focused on anybody else. The issue that we're having is, one, I would say a term that's been going on forever, black on black crimes. Got to work on that. And also circling our dollar into other communities. And in my personal opinion, I don't give a shit what community we give our dollar to as long as you give it back in our community as well. It's not fair that our money's going out, but then when you grab your money, you're like, okay, I'm going to drive over to Montgomery County and spend the money. Or I'm going to drive to uh, whatever counties I'm leaving out. I know I'm leaving out a bunch of counties uh, to spend it. I'm not going to spend it back in prince george's for example so essentially blacks are getting taxed on sales tax and everything and then all that money so they so so they hit the government maryland hits pg county with the most taxes income tax sales tax whatever and then they take the tax dollars and say we're going to give it to anne arundel county that that's dirty that's so messed up you know could you imagine the wealth of Prince George's County, if people would invest in Prince George's County as much as we invest in every other county, you think if I'm going to hang out with a home with my homegirls and they want to go shopping, you think they're going to go shopping in Prince George's County? They, where do they want to go shopping? They're going to they they want to go down to Georgetown. 
They want to go to Tyson's. Uh, um, uh, Tyson's is in Northern Virginia. I don't even know what county that is. You know, they, they're spending all their money in other counties. Do you think those people in Tyson's or Anne Arundel County or whatever county are saying, hey, we had such a great turnout with, you know, people of African-American descent uh, this past uh, Juneteenth, Father's Day weekend. You know what we should do? We should throw a party in Prince George's County at one of their malls or one of their restaurants. Hell no, that's not going to happen. And not only did you, you know, uh, not contribute back to Prince George's, and I'm not trying to create any, like, war or anything. It's more so I am trying to promote that I do think that relationships um, amongst other groups can really work and last. And also, I'm not trying to be offensive or anything. Listen, I hear Chinese people talk, but I can't, you know, understand everything they're saying. But I know for a fact, not for a fact, okay, don't. I don't say anything like that. But they say sometimes they they want a Chinese husband or they want a Chinese girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? And um, you hear Caucasians talk about it as well. They want a white boyfriend. They want a white girlfriend. Um, Caucasians don't think that their women should date outside of Caucasian males. Literally, it's been said to my face. I don't want you talking to such and such. It may be a girl that I'm not even trying to talk to. She's trying to talk to me. Right. And I don't want you to be one of the white guys, white guys, Caucasian guys do this a lot. Um, I don't want you talking to such and such. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you know, and it's not like it's not like you're in love. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I'm going to talk to her no matter what. No. Uh, or what's that? Um, uh, why you got to be so rude? <laughs> don't you know human too? Um but I'm going to marry your girl anyway. You know, you know, marry that girl. No, I'm not on that. I'm like, oh, what, what? what's the big deal, man? What's your problem? It's like, because you're black. I'm like, oh, here you go. You're one of those. Okay, yeah, cool. If you don't want me talking to her, man, hey, you know, it's her decision, man. Like, you know, whatever, you know. But with that Caucasian guy, now one, um, it does provide a stigma in my head and I, I try not to live off stigmas and prejudices and stereotypes and biases and whatnot but it does when you hear a white guy say it it's essentially like I, i'm guessing if you were like asian or caucasian or somebody and you got robbed by a black person i'm assuming that you have this thing in your head now that black people are robbers all of them they're all robbers um so it does it does put a little stigma in your head where you're like Cause you don't know what Caucasian males. There's not a thing on anybody's forehead that says I don't like black guys. So you have to go. Let's say. Let's say after that. Let's say the the event was on Sunday night, and now you have to go to work on Monday, right? And you work with majority white males, and you just kind of looking at them, Caucasian males. You're kind of looking at them like, oh shit, man. How many of these guys in here think the same way? You know. Oh, you'll never get anywhere in this corporation. Why? Because you're black or something. It's like, damn, you know? So, um, I look, I have no problem if people want to date inside their race. I find it kind of even kind of cute. You know, it's like, oh, look at them. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, 
hey, you better marry you a good Vietnamese woman or you better marry you a good Jewish woman. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. I know it sounds terrible, but it's like, oh, whatever. If they want to keep their Jewish heritage or their, you know, Vietnamese heritage or whatever alive, let them. But it's not the it's it's not over the whole thing because there are Asian people who date blacks and there are Latinos who date Caucasians. So you know, but for the most part, they may say, "I hope you marry good, you know, Mexican man." You know, it's like, hey, let them do their thing. You know, uh, do you want to hear? I'll I'll go ahead and even say, it. does it happen in the black community? Hell yeah, it happens in the black community as well. Do I think blacks listen as much? No, blacks are black men, black women do what they want to do. But is it stated, hey, make sure you marry a good, strong black man? Yes. And make sure you marry a good, strong black woman? Yes. Yes, it's out there. It's definitely it's definitely stated. Now, But again, stuff doesn't really resonate with blacks like it does with other communities. I'm not sure. Blacks kind of take their own paths, you know? <laughs> like, you know, you, you can't really tell... <laughs> Not all, oh, but you really can't tell black people nothing. Black people are going to do what they're going to do. And that's why um, just what I, I know the relationships can work with other groups. And also, I know that um, it's also very important for blacks to start being more confident in ourselves, me included, um, not taking things so personally. I heard uh, I had a couple of my buddies. I've been talking for about 45 minutes. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get ready to wrap it, this up. They say one thing that's kind of a struggle with hanging out with like black men or whatever, black women as well, is supposedly they, they'll say something like uh, blacks have a chip on their shoulder towards uh, Caucasians. And with having that chip, um, it's hard to get closer to blacks. It's hard because you know that uh, the the Nigerian family that's recently came over they're best friends with a bunch of Caucasians, okay? Or the Indian family that recently, or not Indian, or Asian family that recently moved in, friends with a bunch of Caucasians. Um, even the blacks, you got a black family that just moved in, friends with a bunch of Caucasians. As, essentially, when a black, another black family comes over, they're a little bit more sensitive to all the jokes and the conversations. For, you, know, you know, the first question is going to be, so what do you do? Okay, so just questions about your occupation, uh, your spouse, your children. So what school does your children go through or go to and whatnot? And uh, just based off of the chip on the shoulder can be a little bit more sensitive to topics. And it would be nice sometimes if you could just have a conversation with a black person without um, them being so uh, defensive or trying, you know, to protect themselves so much. Because essentially, you got to realize, no offense, black people really influence so many things in music, art, cuisine, um, probably even architecture, uh, fashion. I mean, you know how some countries will say, don't let the West in, don't let America in, because once they're in, they won't get out. That's kind of how I feel about uh, people towards blacks. They say, don't let that black music in our house. Don't let that black lingo in our house. Everywhere you go, you hear everybody talking um, you know, with some of the uh, lingo that I would say was created in black communities, um, you know, because once you once you let it in, it's very possible once you go black, you can't go back. You know, <laughs> I don't know how true that is. But yeah. So it, but the thing is, through if you hear a lot of blacks will say something like, I'm going to be unapologetic today. Today is going to be my day of being unapologetically black. 
I'm tired of it because you get tired of it because every day you're walking around, you're trying to make sure you walk straight up. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to make sure your head is held high. You know, you're trying to tell yourself I'm beautiful. I'm strong. And then you get to a point where you say no more. And I wish other groups could be unapologetically too. I wish there could be unapologetically black, black women and men, unapologetic white women and men, uh, Latino men, Asian. Right now, Asians, I think, are going through the worst right now. Uh, they're supposedly getting beaten up by different groups due to, I think, COVID or something, uh, which I think is fucked up as well. Uh, again, being black, you do not want to ostracize other groups because you know what it's like to be ostracized. Do you know how many times it happens to blacks? It's almost on a daily basis. It's like every team, the you know, the football team huddles up. It's like groups huddle up. You know, you'll be black. You'll walk into a room of a different group of people, and it's like they huddle up. One, two, three. Okay, a black man just walked in. What are we going to do? You keep an eye on him. Okay, uh, what are you going to do? Uh, blah, 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 blah. And this black person has no idea. Um, sorry, real quick. Has no idea that this is going on. They're just kind of like, uh, I just kinda came here for some bread, some milk, some eggs. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I know I'm talking about something political. Um, I didn't really mean to get into it, but it also was about business as well as, um, gentrification as well as, I don't even know if gentrification is a good or bad thing. I, I have my perspectives on it. Um, good and bad, uh, due to the net worth again. So you have, um, gentrification that goes on black families uprooted, kicked out. Property taxes went up. House was only worth 250 K. Now all of a sudden, Black families are kicked out due to property taxes. Now all of a sudden that $250,000 house goes up to 600000 Now that young white couple, Caucasian couple that moves in or young Asian couple that moves in is able to um, get the house at two hundred and fifty. Even though it took 30 years to get there, that house was normally $65,000, but now it's worth two hundred and fifty because they maintained that house for 30 years. Now they're kicked out. House goes up to $600,000. Now this Caucasian family or Asian family or Latino family, somebody other than, you know, black. Now their net worth is at least $600,000. Their net worth. Net worth is very important when you go to like loans to get money and whatever credit, whatever. Where that other black family, now they're in debt. Now their credit score is screwed because they got kicked out due to foreclosure because they couldn't afford the property tax or whatever. But other than that, gentrification, as I was discussing, is very important for keeping that water flowing. You want to keep the neighborhoods nice, neat, clean, everything. And the way to do it is we got to get younger couples in, Caucasian, Asian, Latino, whatever groups I'm forgetting, Hawaiian, Pacific Islander, um, East European, uh, whatever. You got to keep these groups going and we have to work together, you know, um, in different ways. Uh, So I do think relationships can work uh, between different groups, America, China. It really comes down to. Um, if we can respect one another, uh, in our boundaries, people have boundaries, okay. Respect each other's boundaries. So yeah, I really went off on a tangent today. I really didn't talk about too much. I was really just my speculation on things. Uh, may just come back and just do a little bit more, just conversating just about, uh, my perspective on things. Uh, it could be completely incorrect, but the main thing is if, if I said something offensive, it's not that I'm trying to offend anybody. Uh, what I'm, um, do I truly do think that the life of the average black American has 
gotten better. In my personal opinion, I do think it has. I do think there's a lot to go. Um, and, and we also can't forget about the past. Um, but I do think the average life uh, for um, a black family is getting better. I, I do think blacks are starting to understand more about finances. We're starting to understand more about uh, working as a team, the black family household. Uh, but also, I do think blacks are also very aware about working with other groups, even more so. Um, um, where other groups are already been aware, like even let's just say a Chinese family may say like they try to keep their family Chinese, but they understand the the value in working with Caucasians or working with Latinos or, you know, um, cause you can't do it. We can't do it alone. Um, I, I, I guess it just comes to who's more powerful, who's hiding, you know, more stuff or whatever, more secrets. Uh, but yeah, it can definitely be done. Uh, this episode, I just kind of just went off in tangent, uh, didn't really discuss on anything important. I'll come back. I've already been talking for about an hour. I'll just talk for just a little bit longer. Uh, and then we'll get, get ready to wrap up this holiday. And it's approximately 1049 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, Juneteenth. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to take time out of their day to come kick you with your, with your man, Chama, at the house. Um, I'm not saying I got all the answers. Uh, this is something that I would like to, you know, th- these are topics that I would like to have somebody else here to put in more input from their perspective. Cause I do realize when I say a lot of shit, people say, ah, oh, you know, Chan, I don't think it's really that way. Um, and I say, Hey, well, how do you think it is? And they say, you know what I think? I think this, that, and the third. And I say, okay, I agree. I disagree or not, but yeah, we're going to take a quick break. This is Chan Man House of Barf. All right, all right. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to come kick it with your man, Chan Man. I appreciate it. All right, so last thing I'm going to touch on and then get ready to um, either create another episode to actually touch on some House of Barf shit or uh, just going to go ahead and wrap up the day, probably spend it with the fam. Uh, but uh, go ahead and talk about my Juneteenth, I mean my uh, Father's Day. Um, uh, it... it it was a little bit of um it was it was a little bit of everything uh uh it started off it it's how did it start off um it was terrible it, like it was great because I spent the day with my uh children. So we had a we had a great day. Um we went to the swimming pool, um, got some pizza, um children made me breakfast, uh, you know, as much as they could. You know, little kids, you know, don't really, you know, they made me breakfast as much as they could. Um so again, as I've stated, um Okay. So as I've stated, I'm in this uh fucked up situation it's it's terrible it's like you can't move forward but you can't move back you can't move sideways um so basically my my estranged partner or whatever made it known yesterday that i'm not doing shit for you i didn't get you any gifts nothing you're not uh you're not a good person you're not a good father um just basically just put that all in my face 
Um, that's kind of uh, the night. The night prior, um, worked worked this event uh, for a buddy. So Saturday, I was I was busy. I, uh, I was working this event for a buddy. My buddy was like, "Hey." Um, I just need like essentially like a, a, an extra person to help me like serve. Uh, they, they were throwing a throwing an event. Um, actually, they were catering the event, and um, uh, when they cater, they uh, they also bring like a serving staff. Uh, and they were like, "Hey, I, I just need like an extra server, extra pair of hands. I know you could probably use the extra money, and I know you have a serving background." Um, listen, I'm not the best at like stuff like that because like the party's going on and essentially, you know how like butlers are supposed to just like shut the fuck up and stand in the corner and whenever somebody needs something, you just serve them. Yeah, I can only do that for a little while. And then, um, man, people, you know, people start pouring me up some drinks. I'm yeah, I'm starting to get wild. Uh, so I may get a call back from my buddy to do another gig or not. I don't know. Uh, again, uh, that, that's just another odd job. Um, I mean, seriously, I'm, I, I really don't even need any money because, uh, seriously, I was just partying, you know, so you don't got to pay me to invite me to a party. Uh, I mean, they were pouring me drinks. I ate good food, um, uh, talking to some great people. Uh, it was fun. It was a great event. So that's kind of how my event got started. Um, my weekend got started. That was like, that was cool. Have fun there. Um, probably had a little bit too much fun. Uh, that's, what's going to get me in trouble. Uh, it's like, nah, that means, Hey, hey, come back. Cause this is the crazy part. I'm starting to run into some of these people that like, cause I've done, I've done an event for my buddy before. I'm starting to run into these people in public and they're like, oh, yeah, I remember you from the such and such event. And I'm like, what? Like, because two things. One, I am kind of partying a little bit too hard. And two, I'm serving so many faces. You know, I don't remember everyone's face. And it's like, you don't remember me? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I remember the event, but I don't remember our interaction. What, what did I serve you a plate of food or something? But regardless. So um, that's how my weekend gets started. Cool. At the event, uh, uh, they had bunt cake, um, good, uh, uh, it was West African food, uh, yeah, it was bomb, it was bomb, um, so then, Sunday morning, uh, breakfast is being cooked, I'm smelling it, I'm thinking, okay, we got, I got my beef, uh, with my, you know, my spouse or whatever, they don't like me, they let it be known, I don't like you, whatever, blah, 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 um, smell breakfast, go upstairs. I'm like, okay, maybe it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I, I even hear in war, they have like moments of like peace. They're like, look, um, the, the, the hornets or the wasp are too much or, uh, the dogs, there's too many dogs on the field or, uh, or, or, or the wolves are killing us. Like they're eating every one of our soldiers or, or they're eating all the soldiers. Uh, so then I, I do believe there's like a moment where they have like like a no shoot, a no shoot time. And they say, OK, let's uh, handle this problem and then we'll get back to war. OK, something like that. So I thought it was one of those moments. Go upstairs. What happens? There's no breakfast. There's no more breakfast. 
it's all gone. Everybody's eating. Um, there's nothing for me. Uh, well, then my children, which are the best bundles of joy um, ever, uh, decide like, hey, we're going to have fun today. Um, so I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I know I can be a little bit of a toxic person. That's why I really do separate myself from people because I know I can be toxic and it can be tough to be in a relationship with someone who is toxic. One moment they're happy, one moment they're sad. And that's something that I don't want to teach my children that it's okay to be in relationships with a toxic person. I don't want to teach them that, you know, angry people, that's part of life. And uh, I don't want to make my family bipolar because they're like, oh, my gosh, is he going to be happy or is he going to be mad today? Um So that's not what I really want to show them, but they understand that, you know, we know dad's toxic and he's, there's something up with him, but they say, you know what, dad, we're going to make sure you have a good day today. And I saw it in my children's eyes. I saw it in their eyes that they meant it. We're going to have fun. So they go upstairs, cook me a little breakfast, you know, to the best of their abilities. And they started getting my day right. So I'm sitting there, I eat the breakfast, and it was actually pretty good. I was like, yo, yo, that breakfast y'all made me was pretty good. It wasn't much. It was like some turkey sausage and, um, you know, like some cinnamon rolls or something. Uh, it was, it was, I was like, yo, y'all did that really well. You know what I'm saying? They're like, yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, they, they, they basically, you know, told me how they made it, whatever. Um, I was like, oh, man, y'all are the best. And they're like, yo, let's have a great day today. And I'm like, okay, cool. And uh, I'm laying down chilling, and of course, they're like, what do you want to do? And they're like, let's go outside. So we go outside. We spend, we spend, whew, we spend three, four hours outside. We were actually about to start grilling. Um, I hate to say this because I know some people are going to get upset with me. I do know when I pull the grill out, like dead ass. So um, uh, my... Goodness gracious, I don't want to give too much information about myself personally. As y'all can tell, I, I do start a podcast, but I do try to keep it private, this conversation. But I do, like, my backyard is, is it's an open backyard. I don't have a fence in my backyard. My backyard is open. When I pull up my grill, people walking past, whether I know them or not, walk up. Just sit down, start talking. I usually have a case of beer. Um... I'll have chicken, uh, uh, hot dogs, and I'll have enough of them. I, I got a Costco's membership. So when I get hot dogs, I get them by the 30, 40s, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm heating up a bunch of hot dogs. Stuff for the kids for the next couple of days, too. I think like that as well. That's how my parents kind of rules me. That's how I think about the kids. This is for the next. This you know, It's, it's, it's Monday. This is going to last till Thursday. This is okay. Y'all are going to be eating hot dogs. And hamburgers and mac and cheese and coleslaw for the next two or three days. All right. So people walk up and I really wasn't in the mood to deal with kind of a lot of people because sometimes uh, people can either make my day or they can ruin my day. You know, <laughs> like, you know, it, certain comments, um, you know, uh, a lot of people want to be a family. So they may say certain things to my spouse or they may say things to my children that I don't approve of or think it's cool at all. Uh, you know, um, or they play it great. Um, and I tell you, I can be a little of a dickhead. I can be a little bit of a, when you talk to me and my family, you talk with respect and watch, watch the quality of your jokes. I know you got a lot of jokes and I know once drinks get pouring, 
your jokes jokes can get loose, me included. I'm the same way. You hang out with me, you'll realize, man, this guy, his tongue is a little bit much. Um, so I decided that I wasn't going to grill out. I was like, not grilling. I know I should have. Maybe I'll do it today or tomorrow, some of the next couple of days. Uh, but we went ahead and decided just to get some pizzas. Um, and then um, I pretty much uh, just chilled out. Uh, matter of fact, um, I got a call from my people. Uh, actually, my mom hit me and she was like, hey, listen, let's just do something nice for Tiffany. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't never say let's that's my uh my that's my estranged partner. Uh let's do something nice for her. And I'm like, yo, it's Father's Day. What the fuck? Everybody does this. So uh and I told you I'm I'm kind of in a little bit of a bind right now. I'm pretty much being irresponsible with my money for one, and then two, uh I ain't got no money. So that's kind of how my mindset's been. I've been kind of like in a fuck it position. I'm like, fuck it, I don't even give a shit. Um fuck you know, everything is just falling apart. Everything I've built probably for the last 10, 15, even before I met my partner, before them, last everything I've been building for 15 years, you know, 16, 20 years, everything I've been working to build. Because even before I met my partner, I would pray to God for a partner, for children. And I got everything I want, and it's all crashing within a year. And do, that's why I can't stand... Um, my previous management and everything it's not nothing's their fault uh there's a lot of shit that's their fault but a lot of shit is my fault i should have never put myself in a position like that and everything is about to crumble in a year like two years everything i've worked hard to build is crumbling uh so i really haven't been in a position to really care about you know shit i've just been like you know what Last few dollars I got, I'm about to go to a party. Um, I hear when people are broke, McDonald's gets a lot of money, right? Like, so I just really just just been doing shit like that. So, uh, so yeah, my Father's Day really wasn't shit. Uh, the The way I'm living right now is really not life. It's really not life. It's it's a terrible place to be in because one, I'm with this person who's saying that everything is about to be destroyed. We're gonna get divorced, we're gonna sell the home, uh, we're gonna split up the custody of the children and everything, blah, 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 blah. Going down that road. Okay, at the same time, um, I'm in a position where I'm not gonna like just go out and just be dumb and stupid and just do anything that could possibly just ruin it. I'm not saying I'm being perfect, but I'm not saying I'm gonna do anything to fuck this up if there's any opportunity for us to reconcile now my spouse has told me there's no chance for us reconciling and yesterday was one of their messages to me which was i ain't doing shit for you i don't like you i want you out of my life i i hate you um blah 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 blah. all right cool so yeah basically i treated myself by hanging out with my children all day and getting us some pizza and the children were fantastic uh pretty much wrapped up the day. And then, um, even, even today it's a national holiday. Um, we're, we're all home chilling, relaxing. And it also was expressed to me today that, um, don't think that we're going to do anything today either. Remember, we're not cool. We're not a family. Um, matter of fact, um, if I'm correct, I even think, uh, there was a yuck sound like, Thinking of you as my husband, yuck. 
or something. It was like that. And then it was like, um, I'm, I'm going to leave, uh, for a little while. Um, don't check on me or anything like that. Um, and right now gone. So didn't call me, text me, did, didn't even wish me. Uh, I, you know what? I'm not going to say it. Wish me a happy Father's Day after everyone wished me a happy Father's Day. And it was just kind of like stuck in their lap. I think they wished my dad a happy Father's Day <laughs> even before they wished me a happy Father's Day or something. So that's just kind of how it's been. Um so it really hasn't been a great time. It hasn't really been fun. But other than that, spending time with the children and us laughing, uh, being outside all day. Yeah, I wanted to say, yeah, we even jumped in the pool. We spent probably two hours in the pool uh, just to see their smiles and them laughing. Um, oh, man, it was awesome. That was awesome. And that was worth it. And 100%, I do wish that my, my spouse could have, been there. I do wish that they could have helped us uh, because my spouse also helps me balance my brain when like, like there's a lot of people out there that want me to be part of their family. Right. And they, they, they're like Chan, our chairman. We, we wish that we could get you to be part of our family and more so. Yeah. You're around all the time. You eat dinner with us all the time, but you just have that dumbass smile on your face all the time. It's this dumbass smile. I told you about this dumbass smile. And I just smile, nod my head, and just try to act like everything is okay. But everything's really not okay with me. And they're like, yo, if you need to, I've even had permission to pop people's children, right? They're like, yo, if you need to pop my, my son or my daughter, they're acting stupid, pop them. If you need to yell at them, yell at them. I want them to know that Chan Man is part of this family. Okay, and I'm like, nah, man, I'm not doing it. And another thing people want to get on is that they're like, well, your, ch- your children are very well behaved. And I'm like, that you don't know what goes on in, in our house. Okay, like, <laughs> so I've talked to a few other dads and they're like, Chan, because I'm like, yo, you are really great with your child. I'm like, man, I've never heard you. And they're like, Chan, I'm not perfect. Not perfect. Um, You know, because like sometimes, uh, Let's just say your child has a football or basketball game and they're completely lazy that day. They went out in the field and they basically had front row seats at the game. Sometimes I mess up and on the car ride home, I am, what were you doing out there? What were you doing? You had front row seats to the game, you know, and really getting on them. Also about uh, manners and, and being polite and being classy. I'm big on class. I, I may dress like a bum. I may look like a bum. I, I don't act like a bum. Okay. Um, I'm very big on class and etiquette. And, you know, when you're at the table, sit up straight. Bring the fork or the spoon to your mouth. You're not a dog. You know, you're not a schnitzel. Or or I don't I don't know, uh, 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 you know, a jack or whatever. Okay. Get your head up and bring the fork or the spoon to your mouth. Don't put your mouth in the bowl. You're not a dog or a cat. You're not an animal. Well, you're a type of animal, but you're a mammal, but you're not a dog or a cat. So etiquette, put the napkin in your lap. And it's not to be, it's not to be like trying to fit in, you know, with the Joneses or the Kardashians. That's not what it's about. It's about, I want them to have class and etiquette. And also, shit, you could be ratchet too. 
Okay, we can we we you know you can have your ratchet moments. I'm not saying that, but also just work on pronunciation, work on your class, work on your etiquette. I it don't matter what kind of clothes you wear. Now another thing about me looking like a bum, what people don't understand is I iron my clothes. They're bum clothes. They got holes and bleach stains all over them. Yeah, I got a grease stain on the shirt I'm wearing right now, like some oil or something. But I iron it before I put it on. A little bit of paint goes a long way. So that was my Father's Day weekend. Uh, totally neglected that, you know, besides all my children. Didn't really receive any gifts. Uh, my mom says she may send me something, but she's sending me something for my estranged partner. And I'm like, it was Father's Day. Essentially, they got the whole day to themselves. Mother's Day got the whole day to themselves. Uh, completely just did what they did today completely just left just completely left us um went out didn't even call text nothing just went out the whole day said they needed to spend mother's day by themselves with their friends and blah 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 cool father's day says i'm not doing anything for you kids say hey dad we want to make your day great we don't want to make you have just a because if my children decided that they didn't want to hang out with me, then I essentially would have just spent the whole day probably in uh, laying down, watching TV, uh, probably by myself a six-pack of beer, which I did do, uh, and and I drank them. Oh, my gosh. My love handles right now are, um, they are <laughs> beyond love. They're, they're becoming, I don't know what you would call what was above love, infatuation. These are becoming infatuation or obsessed handles um yeah got me a six-pack and drank them uh but i was doing it you know uh i sat at the pool i had probably a beer or two uh came home uh had probably another beer or two uh so yeah um shit shit wait real quick before i let you roll um what is it so approximately about 11.15 a.m. Screw it. Damn it. This joint not even cold. Ugh. Ugh. Here, let me real quick. Um. Uh, so real quick for our roll. And listen, I'm truly blessed. Uh, God is looking out for me. Um, is there a little bit of me that wishes what goes around comes around? Uh. I really do hope so. I hope, you know, after all this is said and done, sometimes I do wish that I hope when she, uh, my spouse gets her first boyfriend or, you know, whoever, I hope that they kind of, you know, sometimes I do think about that. I hope they treat you the way you're treating me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, with all the yucks and the, I don't call me, text me. Like, I'm like, you know what? I hope, I hope you know what this feels like. Cause it does feel like shit, but screw that. I'm truly blessed. Um, so did a little perfume, uh, shopping for her yesterday. Um, and I think I found a good one. I'm going to go ahead and tell you which one it is. I don't even know how to pronounce this joint. Uh, let me see. What is it? Um, I'm a little excited. Uh, because uh, uh, my mom helped me buy it. So my mom gave me a couple extra dollars. Uh, that's another reason why I'm kind of excited I'm not in my other job, because I couldn't accept money from anybody. Uh, it was kind of a rule in our company, don't accept over approximately like $100 from anybody a year. So like 
there are times where my my parents, my family, you know, whoever is like, yo, Chan, could you do with the extra couple thousand dollars? And in the back of my head, I'm like, yes. But I'm like, you know what? I'm trying to have ethics and integrity and I'm not trying to breach any of that. So I wouldn't accept any money from anybody even when I needed it for groceries, whatever. Like even the money I was making, I wasn't making no real money. I'm, God is my witness. I apologize. I'm being as humble as possible. But it wasn't like I was making any real money. Like uh, my paychecks were approximately about like three, like you know how it was. You, you get a paycheck for like three thirty three hundred, uh, but on my check was really like twenty three hundred. It was something like that. Uh, I would say the paycheck probably might have been maybe close to four grand, probably like thirty eight hundred, like thirty like thirty five hundred. But then after taxes and um, everything. Then it'll come to be about twenty three hundred. That wouldn't even cover my mortgage, so I would have to stack both checks to get about forty six hundred, and then dump it all into my bills: my mortgage, electricity, gas, uh, water, car maintenance, groceries, and by then, seriously, all the money was gone. So I really wasn't making any real chicken, but um. Thank God for my mom. She was just like, let's get your your spouse something nice. I know it's Father's Day, but let's make her happy because she's going through a very stressful time in her life as well. Uh, again, I am not perfect by any means. I've made so many mistakes, and that's why my life is turning. This this is karma. Uh, but the one I was able to get, I believe, was called Tom Ford uh, Teber Use New. Um, I think she's going to like this one. Uh, so, uh, and, and trust me, she's already telling me, I hate your guts. Uh, but Hey, real quick, right, right here with my fam, with my people. Uh, I got, I got like a Corona and a half left. Yeah. So, um, let, I'm going to finish this half real quick. Cause it's just been sitting out. It's probably all warm and flat. Damn it. I wish I had to put this shit in the fridge, uh, yesterday, uh, before I dozed off. Um, I'm still watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch too. Um, that shit, it's not the I told y'all this it's not the Sabrina Teenage Witch I grew up on. Uh this Sabrina Teenage Witch is it's a little it's a little sadistic. It's a little it's a little bit much, but I'm watching it. Um it's it's the classic case of no offense, the Caucasian woman who can solve all the problems in 45 minutes. Um, I'm a big fan of, uh, Homeland. I, I didn't watch the very last season, but it was like Homeland, Caucasian woman in the middle of Iraq solving all their problems in 45 minutes. Um, and probably anything else. Yeah. It's this is, it's the same thing. Sabrina solves all the crimes, uh, the debacle, um, in 45 minutes. Uh, but yo, I would say, I say it's pretty good though. Um, so keeping up, it's a pretty hot show. Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna start next. Um, and yeah, you say what you want to say. Everybody's been calling me a beta male for two, three years now. Uh, say I can't respect no man watching no show about no teenage witch. Whatever. You know, no offense. Fuck off. Uh, the show is pretty good. I'm enjoying it. I, I wanted to start something that was like fantasy. I was getting tired of watching all the documentaries and factual stuff and everything I'm going through. I was just like, Chan, you need some dead man, some vegetable lump, uh, you know, log on the couch 
entertainment. You know, take your mind off. And I was like, I was scrolling through Netflix, and I was like, hey, let me just go ahead and start this series. I used to watch this as a teenager, and first couple episodes, you're like, oh, this is group, this is terrible. They're all praying to Satan and everything. But real quick, let me, um, uh, unless you're, you know, I know there's people out there that have different religions. Seriously, I, I'm really like we can make things work between us all. I don't worship Satan. Matter of fact, I hate Satan. I try to keep my way as far away from Satan as possible. But the only way we can grow as a family is if we do be more inclusive and we can discuss things. Um, will I ever become a Satan worshiper? Hell no. Uh, but yeah, I got like a half a beer that I didn't finish. I'm going to finish this joint real quick. That was terrible. All right. And then I got this new one. I haven't cracked. I'm going to crack with y'all real quick. And say, happy belated Father's Day to anybody that didn't hear me say it yesterday. Happy belated Father's Day and happy Juneteenth. God bless you. God bless your families. Cheers. Salute. All right. I've been talking for about two hours now. I'm going to get ready to post this episode up. I want to say thank you to anybody and everybody who decided to take time out of their wonderful holiday weekend to come kick it with your chan, man. Because as I stated, my own people won't. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, to be honest, I've I've done some despicable things to my friends and family recently, whether it wasn't physical or anything, but just even just cussing them out, um, calling them pieces of shit or whatever it was. Um, uh, again, going to my spouse. Uh, they even stated there was a couple of times that I've may have said some comments that really hurt their feelings. Um, one of the comments that they told me that really hurt their feelings, I guess, uh, I, I, you know, may not remember, but I may have called them a bad mom. And, um, you know how you say some fucked up shit to somebody, but you don't even realize it's like the worst thing you could say. You may have called somebody something out of their name, like even with Caucasians, I've seen the arguments between Caucasians and blacks, right? You see, I have grew up in neighborhoods where I'm telling you they're pretty diverse and you know, a white person will begin an argument with a black person. And typically what happens is it's an escalation of, um, what can I call this person? And Caucasians typically know one of the worst things that a black wants to be called is a nigger. Uh, Caucasians know this. Um, Blacks really don't know what's the worst thing you can call like an Asian, a Latino, uh, a, a, a Caucasian. Blacks have, yeah, I'm pretty sure they have a lot of things that they can say, but we don't really know what really, because again, I tell you, black people are not really focused as much on other groups as people may believe. Um, we understand that we have to acknowledge them and everything. But what I have noticed is uh, blacks will say things like, They'll say things like cracker or whatever. Uh, there's another one, peckerwood, uh, little things like that, you know, small dick, same things like that. Um, but then the black person will, after, you know, let's, let's, I'm, uh, whatever, will 
This will be when they're walking away or not even thinking about it. They're like, man, that fucking racist. All of a sudden, this Caucasian person will flip off after all the names and all the negative things that were said. You know, oh, man, that person's fucking racist. You know, you just say it real quick. Now, you know, you see this person just get livid, you know. So, um, but yeah. Um, th- th- that was one term that supposedly I said, you know, think about it. What's that? Six letters. Your bad mom, right? You know, and supposedly that was one of the things that, uh, supposedly I said it like two or three years ago, uh, and it, it sat under her skin, uh, for a period of time. It's been sitting under her skin and I guess, I guess a couple of days I may have, uh, a few days ago. Uh, I may have said it again, um, uh, and it's completely drove her mad, uh, pissed off. And uh, yesterday, she even told me, and I'm going to tell you one reason why you're not getting any gifts and why, essentially, I got a lump of coal for Christmas. Um, why I'm not going to get you any gifts or anything like that. And then she told me I called her a bad mom. And I'm like, yo, but I'm sure I've called you some other things before. Um, here, matter of fact, one of my boys left and I, you know, not a huge, uh, but here real quick. I even, I'm happy Juneteenth people. We have a little, I mean, I'm just celebrating with y'all today, man. I'm telling you, I'm applying for jobs. I even put House of Barf on my uh, LinkedIn uh, page, which is probably the dumbest decision that I couldn't make. But you know what? I'm at a point right now. I'm 36. You know how people say 36 is the new 26? Not for me. I'm 36, and I'm the new 66. Okay? (laughs) Like, I'm living like an old person now. I don't give a fuck what I'm wearing. I walk outside barefoot in my drawers. I don't wear a shirt. You want to say something? Supposing my neighbor said I said some shit to them the other day. Like, fuck off. I don't give a shit. All right? And stop talking to me like you know everything about me. And I you know, Okay. So I was dusted. All right? All right. I'll talk about this uh, in a little bit. Oh, shit. But, um, shit, shit. One out, one thing. But, um. Uh, so, um, neighbor of mine's, I'm dusted. I think I'm watching March Madness. Been drinking since 11 a.m., uh, drinking throughout the day. Uh, they stopped by, um, they stopped by at like 9, 10 p.m. I answer the door. Gosh, darn it. I wish I didn't answer that damn door. And said some shit to my neighbor. They were just probably um, <coughs> checking on me or whatever. And supposedly I said some shit like, fuck off. You you don't know me. Stop talking to me like you know me. You're not better than everybody. And it really fucked them up. Bad. They they really got bothered by it. Um, but they still call me and check upon me. Uh, I tell you, God is in my life. God is seriously in my life. Like, God loves me. Um, so, 
recently have said some fucked up shit to friends and family. And people are just like, yo, we're not fucking with you, man. Even yesterday, I got a bunch of text messages, you know, not phone calls. You know, people just send a text. Happy Father's Day. Fuck off, you jerk. You know, <laughs> I'm just like, thank you. Uh, same same to you. Um, so, yeah, um, that was that was one reason why essentially I did not, you know, get any acknowledgement uh, this year. Uh, it's really tough, uh, again. But um, I think you get the gist. Like, for example, it's really tough because I, I don't want to go out and do anything stupid. Like, let's say, um, uh, you know, just start exploring my own my own personal life. Uh, you know, just give it time. I'm being patient. I really don't give a shit. I'm just being patient uh, right now. Uh, we'll get this all figured out. So, again, um, I have my Bev right here. Cheers. I don't know if you can hear it. Let me see if you can hear it a little bit more. Ugh, cheers. And uh, y'all have a great weekend. Uh, this episode is about to be long as beep, you know, <laughs> long as whatever. And uh, we're talking for about two hours. Uh, let me take another sip with y'all. Um, I want to say thank you to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by. Come kick it with your man, Chan, man, uh, this weekend. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Uh, we're going to get to barf. If I don't get to barf immediately right now, I may take a couple of hours off and just chill, take a damn walk. I told you, I'm drinking like six beers in the last like two days. Okay. Um, and I've, whew, and I've probably had six shots too uh it was approximately about yesterday uh wait not yesterday day before saturday probably had three shots three beers yesterday three shots three beers and i'm having a beer right now already today so you know may get ready to go outside take a walk try to move these hips a little bit get some of this bloatedness and this jelly off a little bit uh, and then I may get to another episode or I may just wait till tomorrow to see what the market is going on. But I may catch up and just try to get ahead of tomorrow and see what's going on. So, again, thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by. This episode is going to be long as shit. But, you know, just have a good time. We're just we're just trying to have a good time. God bless you. Have a great day. Um, talk to y'all soon. This is Chan Man, House of Barf. All right, I know I said that was over, but guess what? As soon as I hopped off, uh, thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to come kick it with your man, Chan Man, this Juneteenth, and belated Happy Father's Day. Um, as soon as I as soon as I ended the, uh, the conversation, um, my pop hit me and was like, "Hey, um, I'm about to be at your house in about thirty minutes, and uh, I'm bringing you a gift." I said, "Oh, shit." I wish I wouldn't have, um, you know, I sparked up a little cigarette uh, that was in the ashtray from uh, yesterday. And um, and, I, and I opened up this brew here real quick. So it's like, oh, shit, I wish I would have wish I would have waited till he left um, to do that. But yeah, he said he was going to stop by, drop me off a little gift. 
I was like, oh, man. After all that spewing and spilling about all the shit, <laughs> look what happens today. So, yeah. Uh, don't know what it is. Um, shit. You know what? Uh, it's a little personal for me. Uh, but you know what? I'll even let you know what it is as soon as it gets here. Um, I appreciate anybody and everybody who decided to take time out of their wonderful holiday to come kick it with me. Uh, this is Chan Man, House of Barf. Yo, 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 what's good? This is Chan Man, House of Barf. I uh, just told you real quick that I would go ahead and uh, tell you what I got. Uh, my pop stopped by. I got me a little gift. Uh, they really care about me so much. They be knowing I'd be going through a lot of dumb shit that's unnecessary. Um, I'm as much as I say I'm an asshole, I'm really not that bad of a guy. I, I truly am. Um person that loves people, but they stopped by and they got me a a bottle of Coach Blue. Um so we'll go ahead and take a little bit. Uh you know I me, mean? I like to consider myself a fragrance connoisseur. I actually enjoy fragrances. They're one of my favorite things in this world. Uh so uh, go ahead and spray a little bit. I like to spray it in the uh, bottom of the cap. Or uh, right now, uh, this bottle doesn't have a cap on it. No cap. Uh, sorry, dad joke. Um, so I'm just gonna spray it in this box real quick. It smells really good. It smells like a. Oh, I got some body wash too. Okay, bet. Oh, I like this. Okay, it smells pretty good. It's not musty. It's not our uh, musk musky. It's not a musk. Um, I would say this is a pretty basic, uh, no, not basic, but pretty, um, I would say this is a good day, daily clone. This is what you put on before you go to the grocery store, check the mailbox, go to the park, go to the swimming pool. Um, yeah, yeah. I would say good daytime clone, you know, going to the grocery store. Uh, I'm about to put a spritz on me right now. Uh, probably get ready to go to, uh, probably going to go to a liquor store in a second. Uh, get me uh, a quick drink or something. And uh, sit back and enjoy June Juneteenth. Um, yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Everybody have a wonderful day. Uh, appreciate you stopping by to kick it with your man, Chairman at the house. This is Chairman House of Barf.